Hi, welcome to another episode of Paul's on Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got Chris Holmes. Uh, she's the new business account manager for Power Rocks. They're a company that specializes in uh, personal power solutions in the consumer space. And that's a pretty new space, isn't it, Chris? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's a fairly new space, probably within the last, uh, about the time the smartphones all started launching, um, they started sucking down the juice, and people are like, how do we get more juice throughout the day? So as soon as phones turned into mini computers that make phone calls instead of just phones, that's when the power issues began, and that was about, um, I'd say, three to four years ago. Mm-hmm. Now, Chris, the interesting thing about that to me is, and I recognize this is an opportunity for your space, but what I find interesting about the whole thing is that the phone manufacturers are fighting over millimeters in their case sizes, and the batteries are the things that are getting uh, the short end of it. Yeah, it's it's they've been overlooked quite a bit. Um, you know, they they've got some batteries, <clears throat> excuse me, out there on the marketplace that are in the two thousand milliamp range. Some of the bigger batteries, um, but with bigger batteries come more apps and more more things that you can connect to. Um, people are watching Netflix on their phones, or you know, downloading movies, they're downloading podcasts like yours, and and so they're listening to their to, to the, these things, and and that takes all all the power. Um, and for people that travel a lot and people that are on the go, um, you know, like I answer my emails constantly from my phone, and every time I open an app, you know, you have to be conscious about the, the power you're consuming. So if you don't close those apps down on a regular basis, you're using power, um, you know, the phone. And, and the interesting thing about the phone batteries is that uh, most of them are, are made by hand because they're so small and they're, they're made a specific way. So the, there's an inconsistency in the batteries that are in the phones. So while your friend may have a phone battery that lasts for a day or a day and a half before they have to recharge, yours may only last like half a day. And it, that comes from inconsistency. And so there's a lot of inconsistency in, in battery packs in general. So you, you kind of want to gravitate towards those that have a machined option because that, that's where your consistency is going to lie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's, but then let's now talk about the outside of the bag. It's pretty obvious that the, inside of the, the battery on the inside of the box isn't making it, so everybody's turning to external batteries. That's, as you were saying, that's a relatively new thing, but it's turning into a huge thing, isn't it? It is. It's really turning into a huge thing. Um, you know, Power Rocks is, one of the, uh, is in the forefront of technology space with this, um, the research and development that they have established over 20 years of being battery manufacturers has led to their expertise in this department. So um, when you're talking about safety features, that's, that's what we lead with. Um, and the reason for that is that there's very few um, battery packs in the market that develop and spend as much time. You know, most of these are developed in um, foreign countries because batteries are not really mass-produced here in the States. So you've got Korean, Japanese, and you've got Chinese. And so when people talk about importing from other countries, you know, they automatically think of Chinese as being, you know, on the lower end of things. And while that's true in most regards, um, they also are on the forefront of technology in some of their factories. And uh, Cham, which is our battery company in China that we have a very, very close relationship with, um, their factories are among the best. Um, for example, it takes 400 workers to, to produce 100,000 batteries. Well, when they're made by hand, um, to produce 100,000 batteries would take 4,000 workers. So the consistency in the machine technology that they have is consistent across the board. And that's one of the reasons why the power banks that we develop um, can hold the charge for up to six months without dis- dispensing any of it out. So when you buy one at a store, you're going to open it up and it's going to have a charge so you can use it right away. 
Mm-hmm. Now, safety is such a big issue. Mm-hmm. Why isn't it yeah. more of an emphasis with the other manufacturers? You know, I think a lot of it, um, when you've got the higher-end batteries, they, they do tout their safety, but most of them are talking about the size. Everybody wants more power, more power, more power. And while we do have them that go up, we have power banks that do go up all the way to a 12,000 milliamp, which is enough to power any iPad in the market. Um, we also started at a 2,800 milliamp size, which is the pocket size. A little, they sometimes refer to it as a lipstick charger, um, but we, we just like to call it our... our um, our camel one because you know people could put it in their pocket and people don't even know they have it there so um but as far as the safety features probably because most of them don't have the safety features that we have we have six levels of protection in each battery so everything from the outside casing which is anodized aluminum the same type of aluminum that's used in carabiners for mountain climbers um, which helps um, with any kind of impact resistance Um, especially the really cheap ones on the market you can get them for like 10 bucks so you buy a $10 one, and then you wonder why after six charges it doesn't work. Or, God forbid, it leaks, because that happens a lot. Um, the or, God forbid, one, it has thermal runaway. Well, it's an, actually it's an, electro, it's, it's, it's an electrolyte material inside that um, has, um, you know, the electrolyte is a flammable material. So if you don't take care of it and have it encased in a proper encasing, encasement inside and have all the different electronic components for overheating, discharging, and things like that, then you're going to end up having an issue with it. Um, and the Power Rocks, we've never had an issue with any of uh, a device or anything like that having an issue. Um, the cheaper ones, they, don't, they can't make those claims. So mm. as with everything, you know, imitation is, is flattery, and, you know, we've been imitated quite a bit. Um, but, you know, a true power rocks is going to have these safety features, and that's, that's basically what we, bottom line is you get what you pay for. You cannot right. produce something that has safety and have it be under that price point. There's just no way. Well, especially in the energy storage space. Now, right. um, Chris, I did want to, are there any, like, sweet spots in that? I mean, are there specific power wells that people gravitate towards? I mean, yes, the small is convenient and the large is powerful, but is there, in, in your line, does it turn out to be any kind of a sweet spot of usage? Are people looking for a specific amount of power, or are they just buying as much power as they can afford? Well, they're doing one of two things. If they're a business traveler, they'll, they'll usually buy two products. They'll buy a bigger one for their tablet, um, and then they'll buy the smaller one for their phone. So, um, you know, depending on if they're on the golf course and they're using their GPS on their phone or on their um, on their um, range finders, which most of them are um, USB charging, uh, you'll find that they'll carry anywhere from the magic stick just to get them through the 18 holes, or they'll even go to the magic cube, which starts at 6,000 milliamps, and they'll go ahead and use that um, to get them through the 18 holes, plus then charge their phone as well. So, um, it, you know, it really does kind of depend on what the case, use case is, um, but we find that the, the number one selling item that we've, we've sold so far has been our magic stick. Um, it's an MSRP price point of $49.99, and then when you go to replace your battery in any of your phones of course apple you can't replace your battery you just kind of replace your phone but um for those who do buy the extra batteries or they buy a a spare battery because theirs has gone dead in their phone they're spending fifty dollars for just a regular phone battery and so for us what we find um which works really well and this kind of sets us apart from some of our competition as well is that um all of our products all of the um, power banks that we sell uh, can be used on multiple devices so anything that's um 
USB. So that's your Bluetooth devices, uh, some of your portable speakers, your little handheld electronics, your GPS units, your phones, your tablets, your e-readers, even the electronic cigarettes charge USB. Um, even some toothbrushes <laughs> charge USB. So for those who buy a case that have the battery in it for their phone, they're tied to that being the only thing that they can use that external battery for is just their case. Whereas with um, our power banks, since they sit off the phone, you can use them for anything. So we find that um, it's more of a uh, real play in the real world as opposed to a dedicated play. Um, Because then when you get rid of that phone upgrade, there goes that case. If you drop that and you break that case, then there goes your case. So um, we find that the cases have their place, but the external batteries are the ones that people gravitate towards the most. Got it. Now, one other question, Um, functionality. Obviously, these are not just simple battery packs. Since you've got this functionality, you've got an intelligent connector in it, are there any peripheral functionalities that people are looking for, or is it just providing uh, flexible output? Well, it's providing flexible output, but several of ours, um, the bigger power banks, have two ports, so you can charge two devices simultaneously. And that's been a really big thing for us because um, people want to be able to charge a tablet and their phone at the same time. Or they have a friend that has a phone that's dying as well, and so they'll have their phone. Uh, my kids do it all the time. They'll come over to my house and grab my Rose Stone, which is a 6,000 milliamp, and they'll sit there playing words with friends or playing even games against each other on their phones while they're sitting on the couch charging their phone. Plugged in. Yeah, plugged in. Um, the other thing is, and that kind of sets us apart, is the, uh, is the recharge rate on ours. It's the same as plugging in into the wall. So, like, when you plug your um, most computers um, it's 500 milliamps out on your USB, so on your on your um, laptops. So if you plug your phone into your laptop, it takes forever to um, to charge your phone. Whereas with our power rocks, it's the same as plugging into the wall. So if I'm sitting at at 20% and getting ready to get on a plane, within 15 minutes I'll be back up to 50%, and by the time my plane lands, I'll be full. So it's right. like. It's really fast to, re, to recharge your phone. And, you know, if you're on a conference call or if you're on a podcast and you don't want to be left hanging, you want to plug that in. You're working on a report and your, your, laptop's about, or your tablet's about to die and your laptop's not handy to be able to plug into, well, right there you've got portable power on the go that you can actually plug in and use as you're using your device. So, right. um, it's, What about fuel gauges and such like that, uh, you know, um status indicators and the like. Do you provide that kind of information as well in some models? On all models. So on the magic stick, there's a light on the end that you push. It's a button, and it either goes blue, green, or red, or there's no light at all. So blue is 75% to 100%, and the green is, you know, 35 to to 75%, and then red is 1% to 35%, and then dead is dead. But now with these batteries, too, they're never completely dead. Because what happens with your lower-end batteries is um, they don't have any kind of way to, to keep a charge in there. They completely discharge as you use it, which leaves those cells inside dry. And what happens with that is then your battery dies fast. So your recharge and the recharges you get out of them are minuscule compared to what you get out of our batteries. So there's a 3% charge left, even when it says you have no power, even when there's no lights on there's still a 3% charge in those cells, which keeps those cells active and keep them alive. Protects the cells. 
Right. right, it protects the cells, keeps them lubricated, keep them, keeps them up and running. So then when you recharge your battery, you're going to get over 500 recharges out of these before you lose. And you'll still have 80% of your battery left after that. So you know, it'll gradually dissipate out, but it takes a long time to wear one of these out. And then when you do, um, we ask that people responsibly dispose of these. And most of your, like Lowe's, Home Depot, or any of your home improvement centers, they have uh, lithium-ion re- recycling centers. So you just take them there and drop them off. It's free of charge, and they recycle them. There you go. So um, I'd love to talk more, but we always uh, have a time limit on these calls, unfortunately. But I always give my uh, guests an opportunity for last word. So do you have any final uh, thoughts for our audience on this? Do you see it going in any specific direction, or do you see it just evolving in the direction it's currently going? Well, I see right now, and and I'll make this really brief, right now it seems like there is um, a glut of cheap batteries coming out in the marketplace because, of course, when someone sees that there's a trend and a need for something, they're quick to jump on that bandwagon. Those companies are going to burn themselves out, literally, because you're going to see a lot of issues with some that have leakage or cause an issue for a consumer. So you're going to want to stick with the ones that are not the cheapest on the market because you do get what you pay for in these types of batteries. Just like you can buy a no-name battery at the at the drugstore and you'll get like maybe a month out of it for your remote control, or you can buy a Duracell and you'll get a year or two out of your out of your batteries. It's the same thing. It's about consistency. It's about form. It's about function. So you know you just be really careful out there when you're buying these cheapy ones because there are reason they're cheap. And so you want to stick with the consistency of a a better brand and the people that are out there with the research and development. Um, Cham Batteries actually asked to be on a panel in China to help develop um, strategic initiatives going forward to um, put some uh, safeguards in place for the consumers for things that are coming out of China. So they're sitting on a board that's actually going to help make those decisions. So we're really proud to be representing that battery here in the States because we know that our consumers are going to be protected in that way. Very nice. Well, hey, Chris, uh, and what's the uh, Power Rocks website? It's PowerRocksUSA.com. So it's all one word, Power Rocks with one R, P-O-W-E-R-O-C-K-S-U-S-A.com. And that's where you can find our whole entire product line. Uh, we're partnered with the New York Islanders hockey team. We do a lot of things in the community with NHRA, NHL, and things like that. And we also give back. We gave to Sandy Relief. We sent um, a bunch of power rocks to tornado victims in Chicago, Oklahoma, and to Hurricane Sandy for the, the workers that were doing relief efforts there. Wow. Well, that's quite impressive. I really want to thank you, Chris, for taking the time to be with us. And I'm glad that there are some companies manufacturing uh, responsible products, especially in that space, because there's a lot of, sadly, there's a lot of flim-flammery going on. You're right. And we're really proud to um, be representing a company here that does really care about the consumer. Excellent. Well, hey, Chris, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today, and I'm glad to have you here. We'll drag you back out one time when you have some more stuff to talk about in the space. Absolutely, yeah. We'll have to talk about our new smart battery that just came out. There you go. There you go. So, hey, I I really want to thank you again for coming on to the show, Chris. Thank you um, for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, it's it's good to provide our audience uh, their their design engineering and all. It, it helps to give them an insight in some of what's going on in the consumer space and the products being developed for it. So I'm really glad to have had your insight. Well, thank you so much. You have a good weekend. You too now. And I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul Don Power. Have a great day. <laughs> 